Jones, Dr. Jones, calling Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, wake up now. I can't believe you started this with a fucking aqua song. <laughs> yeah, I fucking did. <laughs> I thought I'd throw your curveball back. You absolute madman. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so thanks, thanks for listening, guys. That was the episode. See ya. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Shortest episode ever. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, you know, I, I was almost going to go, and I went, Oh no, Dr. Jones. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> See, that's how professional we are on this podcast, boys and girls. Absolute class. Yes, welcome to Rad, the podcast that goes places you don't think it will or want it to. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> uh, so, what's happening, dude? Oh, fuck, man. It's been a crazy fucking week. Cool. Uh, Not really, just, but anyway, <laughs> just sort of say it. Anyway, oh, that, just, that's great. Man, yeah, just fucking full on. Just wow. Uh-huh. And uh, you want me to give you an hour to to the, yourself and the microphone just to share the details? And I'll no, go, uh, I just, my, my, my brain's just put me melted this week. All righty, all righty. I cannot verbalize. Mm. Ganard Compute, Skynet Rebooting. Oh, mm. mate. Yeah, no, it's just crazy, 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 crazy. Anywho, so, um, yeah, fucking the news this week is still all ablaze about The Flash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You still haven't seen it yet, right? I have not seen The Flash yet, but okay. I... Uh, apparently have an internet connection, so I don't even know if I need to see the flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's a uh, there's a lot of weird chat out there. I'm not I'm not going to chime in on this and try to keep up with the cool kids and you know go. Oh well, there's Ramilla this and and CGI this and oh Nicholas Cage and oh my god. Um, no, um, I just don't know why. It it's it's weird to me that like. Even the it's 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 always been strange to me. I feel like there's just like like a an on mass sort of like DC hate for DC movies because like I mean look it's funny because um, like I haven't seen the Flash yet um, yeah and I mean look my my criticisms of comic movies are. Not that I mean. Look, I do think there's way too many of them. I think like I would, I would like to see comic movies go back to being special, um, where you know we only get like maybe three or four a year. I think that'd be nice, uh, mm-hmm. rather than three or four a week. <laughs> um, but it's it's always struck me as funny that like even the shittiest Marvel movie. And look, I'm sorry, man. Like anyone that's out there that's like you know, oh, but Marvel can. Look, Marvel have had some fucking stinkers. Like, looking at you, Eternals and Black yeah. Widow. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> <laughs> I only tuned back to our previous episode of a little while ago where we discussed that in graphic Look, detail. To, to be fair, the issues with Doctor Strange were not that it was a badly made film. I just was not a fan of the writing in it. Um, and I do think Marvel are just going too hard, too fast with some shit. 
It's just yeah. like, well, just throttle back, guys. Maybe quality over quantity. But it just it strikes me as funny that like DC movies will just completely fucking tank. Like they'll bomb. And I think some of them bomb quite unfairly. Uh and yet, like, you know, the the biggest piece of shit that Marvel can fucking drop out on the deck is like, oh, no, 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 it's good. It's okay. It's like, I'm sorry. Mm. Let me ask you a question. I don't think Eternals should have made, like, any more than about 10 bucks. Like, Fuck, you were generous. <laughs> one I would have said five, but hey. I, I think one person should have paid for Eternals and just gone, no, that's, it's all good, man. You don't need to see it. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Kick it, kick it old school. Just burn it. Burn us a DVD. You know, multiple <laughs> copies. It's just like, look, Eternals was just a bad movie. Like, it wasn't like, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, oh, this sucked or that. It was, it was just, it was dull. It was really dull. And well, to be, to be honest, I've never been attracted to the concept of the Eternals. I know no, there either. are people that, that are into it, but it's just not my thing, you know? Like I've never yeah. been a fan of the characters. For me, it's like, oh, they're kind of like the Inhumans, but less cool. Like, you know, I, I would have rather seen, like, an Inhumans movie. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not that big a fan of the Inhumans either. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I don't mind the Inhumans, but it's just like, you know... I, I still bear a grudge for that whole period where Marvel were trying to promote them over the X Men. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> I do have, I do have one little question to ask. But do you think um, it, it's a bit hard to ask this question because you haven't seen the Flash movie yet? But considering what you see from the outside, as as a person that hasn't seen it yet, do you think this is some like a deliberate? designed from James Gunn to sabotage the last vestiges of the Snyderverse and just so that he can just blow our minds with the new and improved DCU. Do yeah, you, do, I you reckon? I don't, that's where my I don't think at. it is. I, don't, I honestly don't think it is. I don't see that Gunn would do... I mean, I know there's a lot of, like, Snyder bros out there that are just like, oh, fucking, we should return the Snyderverse. It's just like, guys, look, no, nothing would have made me happier than to see a Ben Affleck Batman movie where he was fighting Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke and Jared Leto's Joker was in it. Like, somewhere there is a multiverse out there where that happened and mm. I'm a very happy man in that world. <laughs> <laughs> Then it's like, look, it's it's not going to happen, unfortunately, and no amount of pissing and moaning is going to make it happen. Like it's the, the it, it's like, you know, for me, it's kind of like when TV shows get cancelled. Yeah, it's like I would have loved, like I would desperately love for Santa Clarita Diet to have kept going because I fucking loved that show. I thought it was fucking amazeballs. It was funny. It was. Zombie horror fun. It was great, mm. but it's like there's no point in like you know that was two what two three years ago. It's like the, yeah, the time's yeah. passed now. Like you, you can't recapture it, and it's it's sort of like you know it, it reminds me of people that are still like bitching over Firefly being cancelled. It's <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like, it yeah. will never happen. Like, the time has passed. Everyone's moved on. They've they've aged out of the roles. Like, the, the you can't recapture the magic. And 
I think that's kind of the same thing with the Snyderverse. It's like, just, it's, uh, it's kind of dumb. I, you just I, need I, a, you need a fun TV show that's, I don't know, I feel like The Flash got kind of close there in its early seasons. I haven't seen the later seasons to, to fully accurately give an opinion, but it started off cool with some good, like, villains, like, villain of the week type shit. Yeah. I feel like that's what you need to do with a DC show. Like, you need... Like, if you were to do Shazam, say, for instance, as a as a weekly show or, or whatever, have, have, like, a cool villain of the week and, or Green Lantern or something, you know? Like, but we've, we've talked about this before, like, with, mm. with the Batman movies. Like, I would love to see a series of Batman movies where they just treat it like James Bond, mm. where it's just like, you know what, if we've got to recast, we recast. Hey, yeah. new guys, Batman story keeps going. I would love to see a series of Batman movies that start like a Bond movie, like Batman's on a mission. Mm -hmm. And like I've said before, you could use that to like do some of the, like the villains that probably, you know, you couldn't milk an entire two hour movie out of like, you know, fucking the Mad Hatter. Like I couldn't give two fifths of a fuck about the Mad Hatter as as a bad guy. But like, you know, if you saw the Mad Hatter or mm. Clayface or Man Bat at yep. the start of a Batman movie where it's like, oh, Batman's on a mission, he's taking them down. Or Killer Croc. Like, or Firefly. Yeah, like, Killer Croc's a cool bad guy, but yeah. do, could you really get an entire movie out of him? Probably not. Like, same with Man Bat. Like, mm. you know, could you really get a two-hour movie out of that? Like, However, you could do a cool hour-long lengthy movie-length TV episode. Yeah. You know, exactly. with, with half the bullshit. Like one of those those special things, like Werewolf yeah. by Night. Yeah, yeah exactly. that would be cool. That would yeah. be cool. But, like, and I, I just, man, I really think, like, I, I here's my thing with The Flash, right? I haven't mm. seen it yet, but I really wish everyone had kept their fucking mouth shut about Michael Keaton as Batman Nick Cage is Superman, fucking Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater showing up as Superman and Supergirl, all of that. So I wish everyone had just shut the fuck up about it and just let it be a surprise. Yeah. Because I think that would have been cool. Like if you had walked into the cinema just going, oh, I'm going to see a Flash movie. Cool. Mm. And you saw that, you'd probably go, what the fuck? Like this is cool. It's like the last Spider-Man movie when when we all got the – we kind of heard the, the hint that there might have been an additional Spider-Man, but we got all three Spider-Man in it, you know, yeah. from the movies. That was cool. Or um, Charlie Cox appearing in a brief cameo. Yeah. That uh, was cool. I mean, I I kind of also feel like the problem with comic mo- like superhero movies in particular now from Marvel and DC, is that we're not getting a movie about those characters. We're getting a movie that's those characters teaming up with a whole bunch of other characters to set up a bunch of other movies. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. It's like, who are you trying to service? Well, like, I mean, man, you look at my, this is my big beef with the Marvel Spider-Man movies mm. is like, can we get a Spider-Man? Like spot? The thing is these characters are cool enough mm. to hold a movie on their own, but we don't get that. Like, we yeah. oh, Spider-Man's teaming up with Iron Man in this movie, and he's with Doctor Strange in this one, and in this one, he's with Mysterio for, like, half of it, and Nick Fury. Yeah. It's like, 
man, we just need a Spider-Man movie. Like, have him swinging around. Like, I mean, you know, have him swinging around Manhattan, punching out fucking Electro well, or something have like, like that. Have like a three-tier movie where part one faces one villain, part two, another villain, and part three, the big villain. You know, like... Something yeah. like that'd be fun, you know. Uh, it just, it just feels like, and I mean, it's the same with the Flash. Like, I yeah. mean, dude, for my money, the Flash has got the coolest rogues gallery oh, in comics. Right. Like, I love the bad guys in the Flash. Like, yeah. you've got all the rogues. You've got like Captain Cold, Heatwave, Mirror Master, like fucking, you know, all those dudes. Fucking Abracadabra, the Trickster. Like, you've got reverse motherfucking Flash. All these cool bad guys. You've got reverse Flash and fucking Zoom at the top end of that scale. Mm. Both of whom are awesome. Uh, Yes, kids, in case you're wondering, reverse Flash and Zoom are two different people. (laughs) 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 Read read your Jeff Johns Flash, you'll thank me. But, like, so you've got all these cool bad guys, and it's like, well... Why didn't we have that in a movie? I mean, man, I'll I tell you a funny story. Years and years ago in the fucking 90s, mm. when I was uh, starting to get into writing and stuff like that, I actually came up with an idea for some friends and I were sitting around one day uh, having coffee, having a chat, and I came up with a great idea for a Flash trilogy, uh, which involved like... Um, it was basically like it was it was a Wally West trilogy because Wally oh, was sweet. the at the time. Yep. And it was like basically like you, you would start it off with like Barry Allen's death. Like you established that yeah, there was a flash before Wally and he died saving the world. And you know, Wally took over from that. You had like, you know, Jay Garrick in there as like the mentor character and Max Mercury and all these other cool fucking speedsters. Yeah. And you know, your first movie was basically Wally stepping into Barry's shoes. And then the next movie was like him facing the rogues. And then the last, the end of the trilogy would have been him like taking on Savitar because he was like the big speedster at the time because Reverse Flash was kind of out of the picture. So Savitar was like, you know, the new Reverse Flash kind of thing. And I'm just like, why couldn't you, like, follow... Like, if a dumbass like me can come up with that shit, like, why can't, like, other people, like, think, like, yeah, this could be cool? Like, because, I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of my gripe with the advertising for The Flash. It's like, as cool as it is to see Michael Keaton back as Batman, and it is yeah. really fucking cool. Oh, it is. Is that, like, every time I saw an ad for The Flash, it was all based around Michael Keaton like coming back as Batman. It wasn't like, you know, oh, here's why you should give a fuck about seeing a Flash movie. It's like, yeah. it's it's like, oh, is this a Flash movie or is this like Batman and the Flash? Well, it was very close to almost should have been titled that, you know, with Shades of Supergirl in for good measure, you know, like yeah. just, yeah, like I, I know, it sounds apparent that you've, you've had the shit spoiled out of the movie for you. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, it's it's the internet and the movie's yeah. been out for, like, what, three minutes? So, yeah. you know. Look, I mean, the cameos... <laughs> the, look, as a fan, I kind of had a, a pretty strong idea. You know, any diehard fan goes into this with a strong idea that they know what cameos to expect. And when they delivered, I was like, cool! You know, like, seeing... I'm not going to lie, seeing Nicolas Cage's moment was fucking great. Mm. But the CGI spoiled it for me. The, the whole CGI experience was just like, 
oh, wow, guys, come on. This is, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It just, I, I don't know. There's something about it that is just, just makes it less than memorable well, compared to what, what we're about to talk about. From what I've seen on the interwebs, the CGI does look really pox. And Andy Machete's oh. come out and been like, you know, oh, no, that was intentional. And I'm just like, oh, dude, no, bad, bad visuals are never intentional, mm. man. Like, I'm mm. sorry. Like, mm. it, it just it feels so much like, you know, some of this shit is just like rushed through to get it out. And that's, I feel like that's the problem with some of these fucking movies, man. Well, they've been like, sitting on it for a long time. They set a release date. And mm. it's like, no, we have to make that no matter mm. what. And it's just like, mm. no, man, just make a good movie and then put it out. Like, And don't give us 20 million fucking trailers. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it yet. Like, I will no doubt watch it. And I, and I mean, this is the thing. It's like Black Adam. Okay. Like, mm. Black Adam, everyone fucking ragged on. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't I enjoyed that bad. It. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like, I... I mean, you know, it had the same thing of like, you know, oh, it's Black Adam and like 50 other fucking characters. And it's like, oh, well, you know, you really only just needed Shazam. <laughs> That's pretty much it, dude. <laughs> as much as I loved seeing like Dr. Fate and Hawkman, like uh, I love that shit because I love yeah, the Justice it, Society. Yeah, yeah. But same, same. It's like, why don't you just do a Justice Society movie? Like it's Black Adam. You literally yeah. just need Shazam. Like that's what you need. I think I think spiraling out of that, I think a Justice Society TV series set in the forties would be fan fucking tastic. I would love that. Like I would love to see That was one of my favorite comics. Like, yeah, man, I would love like I mean, I love the uh the more modern run with that Jeff Johns and David Goyer did that had like the old JSA members and some of the new kids. Yeah, that was cool. But I would love to see a JSA like series or something set in the 1940s during the war. Like Absolutely. I think that would be right. Absolutely. Um, Cause you can really go to town with that creatively. Like it, and the source material is all there. You don't have to fuck with it too much. You can tell a great story and make it fun. So many great characters. Like you've yeah. got, you've got Alan Scott, who's just like a fucking legend. You know, you've got... You've I got love Green, him as a Green Lantern. I did same. Like, I've always thought Alan Scott was fucking boss as a Green Lantern. Yeah, Green absolutely. And I, I just, I look at that costume and I'm just like, why does this work when it's not green? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, why does a red puffy shirt and a purple cape and, like, those red and greeny purple crisscross boots, why does that work for a character named Green Lantern? I don't know, but it fucking does. It, like, just, it just looks cool as shit. Errol Flynn would be proud. Dude, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> and I mean, I love, I love Jay Garrick as The Flash. Like, I love yeah, Wildcat. Oh, um, Wildcat was my favourite, dude. Like, he's just a dude. Like, he's just yeah. a total dude. It's like he's rocky as a superhero kind of thing. Like, <laughs> he's, he's got awesome. those superpowers over there and he, he can box the shit out of anyone. Yeah, and he's got, like, I think he's got, like, nine. Like, I was yeah, reading. Yeah, he does like, have nine lives. He's got, lives. like, nine lives. got cast yeah. or some shit like that. Like, yeah. You know, you've got all these great characters. It's like, I mean, I just feel like, why waste them in a Black Adam movie? Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, everyone, it's, it feels like the same thing with The Flash. Whether The Flash is good or bad, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Mm. Um, I've, well, I haven't seen it in sequence. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, look, I've seen trailers. I've seen fucking yeah. bad fan videos taken in the cinema, posted online. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, uh, look, it's all the rage. And and meanwhile, you know, we we both haven't seen the Boogeyman, which I'm sure is a fucking that flew under the radar. <laughs> exactly. It's probably a, a fucking killer movie. Yeah, it's probably like gone from the cinema by now. But like. Yeah. I feel like it's just trendy to hate on DC shit. I think so, um, dude. And I mean, I've seen dudes that like I have seen it. Just I've seen I've literally seen it. I've seen people that like fucking were the biggest Snyder fucking fans in the world that are like, oh Man of Steel's a work of genius. And I look, I love Man of Steel. Is it a work of genius? I don't know. Um, you know, and even when uh, I saw Batman vs Superman and mm. was a little bit critical of it, like I was like, "Oh man, I just feel like." This part's not like. Long story short, mm. I love all the Batfleck stuff in that movie. The Batfleck like, stuff the, is the best part. I love Alfred. I love that warehouse fight sequence. I think he was fucking great. Um, my criticisms of it were: I feel it was a bit too rushed. Uh, I feel like they should. It should. Been bizarro um they didn't have to kill superman off i felt like it was just like oh wow he's been superman for 10 minutes and now he's dead and the entire world's fucking heartbroken that was <laughs> but quick. Fear, fear not fans we'll bring him back in the justice league movie <laughs> that and fuck that one up like um i don't know i think if you're gonna like do the death of superman you might want to leave it for two or three movies give it a bit of weight have him be a bit more you know like have his career progress a bit so the people they really actually could do. Have, they could have done that proper like properly they could yeah. have given out a trilogy of films you know the fucking the the triumph of, of superman and then you know the the fucking impending doom that is doomsday well, then into the battle that's the death of i mean know? i just i just think like why why not do it in a way that like you know, Superman saved the world a few times. He's, yeah. he's he is he is the beacon of hope. Like like if you did Superman Five with Christopher Reeve and you did the death of Superman for that, you mm. get it because it's mm. oh well, hey, he's had four movies. People love him. Um, you know, the, the people in Metropolis think he's the fucking cat's pajamas, mm. and like oh my god, yeah, they're heartbroken that he's dead, but it's like he's literally like. But they could have had some fun. We could have, like it's like yeah. what we've been theorizing. Like, could have they could have had some fun? We could have had a missile, uh, Mister Mitzelplick and Brainiac type movie in the first one, where you know he fights a, a a laughable villain at the beginning and then takes on the big fucking alien menace at the end, saves the world, hooray! And then we end with the fucking kaboom, kaboom! There's Doomsday at the fucking below the earth, right? That's the thing, man. It's like with 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 Man of Steel. It's like Man of Steel. He shows up destroys most of metropolis uh yeah. you know takes out zod and all these kryptonians and then you know he's oh yeah he's been flying around doing a few good deeds in batman versus superman uh and then he's killed yeah <laughs> by fucking adhd lex Luthor. yeah like, no offense to people that have adhd but like I'm sorry, that version of Lex Luthor fucking sucked. Um, I wanted to like it, but I just thought, dude, am I, is this the Joker or is this fucking Lex Luthor? I that, don't know. Yeah, that's that's my point. Is like, I, I, you know, I was talking about that with people online, and mm. you know, people were like, oh, it's a it's a masterpiece. You don't understand. It's the greatest movie ever. It's such an accomplishment. Those same people 
now are just like, oh, fuck Snyder, fuck the DC. It's, it's always been shit. Hell, that was the worst Superman ever. Oh, James Gunn's going to save the day. I'm like, dude's like, well, look, I, I like James Gunn, man. Like, yeah, dude. Man, we've, we've routinely established on this podcast that we like James Guardians Gunn. Guardians of the Galaxy, um, anyone? Yeah. He wrote Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like, he's done some <laughs> great know. stuff. Um, you know, fucking, yeah, he's, he's, I'm a big fan of James Gunn, but I'm just like, I feel like Warner Brothers have just made such a mess of these movies and these characters. And I'm not saying that the Marvel approach is better where everyone's just a jokey smart ass and everything's like super duper family friendly, Mm. but I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. I just well, look. At, I just look, feel like it's trendy to hate on DC movies. <laughs> look, I've only just got to reflect on our recent um, trip through Metropolis with Christopher Reeve. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I just think about like Superman would not simple... approve of that burp. <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> but um, no, is it Christopher Reeve cocking his eyebrow at you and going manners? Matters anyone? No, I'm just thinking about like uh, the simplicity of Superman the movie. You know, there's no connection to Gotham or any you know central city or anything like that. It's just a, a great movie focused on one character, but one main character supported by a bunch of really cool ca- other characters, right? In mm. one universe, there's no lead into some other alternate thing. Same with Batman. I, I think there was a line mentioned in. Tim Burton's Batman about Metropolis, but I think that oh, was... Oh, no, that was, that was... Yeah, that was Batman Forever. Yeah, okay, cool. So, like, but even with Burton's Batman, like, same story. Fucking great characters, one universe, no bullshit. But now it just seems like a thing where every movie, every TV series has to mention some, oh, there's another universe out there, you know? Like, but I feel like... D- 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 go with me here. Like, yeah, I'm, the I'm same with you. Way. I feel like they could I, I'm all for like a shared I, I like I love the idea of a shared universe in the movies. Yeah. But not like this. Like, why does it have to why can't they I mean that's the thing. They're they're using these characters from these comics, but I feel like they're not utilizing what works for the comic medium. Like why can you not have like, oh Superman's on the case, fuck he's, you know, blah 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 blah. Mm. All you need, if you want to have a shared universe, you don't have to have a massive team up with Batman. You don't have to do anything. You could do stuff like, oh, Superman flies into the Batcave to see Bruce and ask him about something. And then, you know, Bruce is like, oh, you need any help? And Superman's like, no, man, it's all good. I got this. I'll let you know. And Mm. scoots off again. Why? Like, if he's in space, why can't he just run into a Green Lantern or something like that? You know, it, Mm. it doesn't have to be a big event. It just has to be something simple. Like why can't the flash race into the bat cave? Like he's a cop. Batman's a detective. Like they can mm. compare notes on something. Oh, Hey Bruce, I need you to fucking analyze this blood sample that fucking fell out of the reverse flash's ass while I was kicking. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Barry, I got that shit for you. Oh, looks like he's from the 25th century. You might want to yeah. fucking run off there. Okay, cool. See ya. But the other, the oh. other thing too is, is that we don't need fucking a million A-list characters, you know, fighting for fucking minutes on film, you know, mm. give us a bunch of fucking unknown actors. They're, fucking just as good it's all about the delivery of the character 
you know, that, that's that's yeah. really the, the gist of it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, the Flash is completely tanking. I mean, my concern is that, like, you know, um, Gunn's got all these plans, some of which I'm really excited for, like an authority movie. Fuck, yeah. sign me up. Blue Booster Gold. Fun. Like, Booster fucking Gold, man. I yeah. am there. Like, you know, it gives me hope that maybe we'll see a Firestorm movie. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I do. I I say that, but then I'm just like, oh, careful what you wish for, Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just worry that the Flash tanking is going to have Warner Brothers going, oh, fuck, like, oh, let's rethink all our plans again. It's the same with Shazam Fury of the Gods. Not a a disaster of a film, but again, you know, just the lack of attention to detail with the source material, it's just, that is what pisses fans off. And I also feel like the internet is ruining these movies. Oh, it, with a fucking vengeance. Because it feels like these movies have got no... Ch- and I, the reason I say this is because you, you mentioned Shazam! Fury of the Gods, right? Mm. That movie came and went. It did. And, and I blinked and I missed it. It was like a bolt of lightning, literally. Because <laughs> like, um, it was like... I, and I feel like that was a direct result... Um, and I've got another example too. Mm. It's a direct result of all this bullshit going on with, oh, Henry Cavill Superman. No, he's fired. No, we're completely restructuring the DC fucking movie verse and James Gunn's going to be in charge and we're going to wipe it all off the map. And I feel like audiences are going, because I mean, I know like for one example, like B for a prime mm. example, barely watches comic movies. And mm. I said to him, I was like, but you like like you love the original Batman movies, you love Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, like you love the original X Men movies. He's like, yeah, but here's the problem. He's like, I find it really hard to invest myself in giving a fuck about any of these movies because if I like it, chances are it's going to be fucking recast or they're just going to scrap it, and nothing's going to like. Why would I want to get attached to it? I don't feel like I want to invest my time in it because he's like, I loved Suicide Squad, I loved. Hoker, Joker and Harley, Hoker and Jolly, Hoker and Jolly. It's like I loved like Leto's Joker. I loved mm. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I really mm. wanted to see more of that, and because everyone fucking hated the movie, I'm not getting any more of that. So he's like, I find it really hard to get excited about any of these movies. Yeah, and I totally get that because it's like that's the thing. I mean, I feel like people, you know, a lot of people might have had the same thing. It's like, well do I really give a fuck about going to see this new Shazam movie? Cause I may not get any more of them. And I feel like that's also the same thing that I pretty much predicted when Marvel got all the Fox characters back and new yeah. mutants was still about yeah. to come out. And it was just like, I'm like, Oh man, fucking no one's going to go see new mutants. It doesn't matter if it's the, I best still haven't fucking, seen it. it doesn't matter if it's the best X-Men movie ever no one's going to see it because it's the end of the X-Men, like, yep. as they exist now. Because Marvel's going to take it, they're going to fucking wipe the cast, reboot all the characters, blah, 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 blah. Which uh, I'm amazed they didn't do with Deadpool, um, probably because they just want to print money. But yeah. uh, New Mutants is really good, by the way, man. I highly recommend it. It is a great flick. And it is cool. a, like, it's a great sort of, like, X-Men horror movie. Sweet. Um, Big ass fucking Dream Warriors vibes all the way through. Oh, now you're talking. Like, yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, criminally underrated. Like, it deserves a lot more fucking love than it got. But, uh, 
Yeah, that's so a- I kind of figure like that's why the uh, that's why the the, the Flash is kind of copping yeah. it. Like, absolutely. Fuck, we could I mean, talk about we could do sure a whole that- episode talking about this fucking. Oh, dude, yeah, we could. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, sure I'm sure the Ezra Miller shit isn't helping. Um, no. Because I mean, I- look that. That dude's a weird motherfucker. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, boys and girls, we got a Flash movie. Is it perfect? No. Um, will there be a director's cut? Probably. Deleted scenes? More than likely. So, yeah, deal with it. Well, here's my, my, my last word on the Flash. Here's my big piss off about the Flash. Is that... Now it's like, oh, Andy Machete or Machete or however you pronounce his last name is that that dude, um, fucking talented guy. Like it, chapter one and two, fucking chef's kiss. The 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 man's brilliant. I don't think he can do any wrong. Um, now he's going to be directing Batman: Brave and the Bold, which normally you'd be like, oh yay, but I feel like a dude like him. With the way comic movies are at the moment, I feel like he's kind of wasted on them. Because there was a whole lot of talk after It Chapter 1 and 2 was so successful that he was going to be doing all this horror stuff. And, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast for more than 10 minutes, you know the two dickheads talking on it love their horror. (laughs) Just a little bit. Uh, And it's like, because there was all this talk, it's like, oh, he he wants to do a new Howling movie. And I was fucking, dude, I was like, I was jumping in the streets with a fucking six foot heart on over that. Like, I was just like, oh man, the dude that did it is going to be directing a Howling movie? Fuck yeah. Like, they're going to throw shitloads of money at him. We're going to get a big budget Howling do-over. Uh, like, as much as I think the Howling's perfect. You know, this guy and werewolves, oh, fucking sign me up. And now it's just like, oh, he's the new sort of DC wonderkin. So I guess we're just going to be getting a fucking bunch more superhero movies from him. So, yeah, kind of <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, like, like we said, man, there's, there's so much we can talk about with all that shit. But but I we think got... we should talk about one thing before we get on to this. Oh, week. yeah, uh, I know I know what you're going to mention, and I'm about to say peas in a pod. Go for it. Take it um, away. A certain trailer that dropped this week? Fucking A, dude. Um, and it was a bit – it was a little slightly premature, um, but I don't give a fuck because Craven the Hunter trailer has dropped, and it looks fucking awesome. I'm kind of like all in on it, even though it's really kind of like I'm looking at the trailer and I'm just going like, okay, Craven's got superpowers and doesn't have a Russian accent, but I'm still kind of there for it because it's like... I think we can get past it. Well, I kind of like that it's just like... It's just one character. Like it's it's, yeah. it's exactly what we were just talking about. It's, mm. it's one dude. It's like it's not Craven and... Fucking twelve other dudes. It's just no. it's Craven, and yeah. you know, there's enough references in there to Craven's history as a character. And if you're a Spider-Man fan, you can't help but get a little bit excited. Uh, Were you excited about Russell Crowe as Craven's dad with uh, a weird <laughs> Russian accent? I no, I kind of wasn't. 
After he's con the fruitier accent on Thor? I was kind of having traumatic flashbacks to Thor, love and bolts. <laughs> um, and, you know, him sitting there in a skirt going, hey, I'm a Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, couple of days, beautiful. Hey, you want to see my fucking lightning bolt, mate? <laughs> and now he's... Ivan, I am your Russian father. <laughs> yeah, now he's like, oh, I am, I am doing Craven's dad and doing really stock standard Russian accent from like early, early from Bond forward. movie. <laughs> <laughs> like an old mate from Fast Forward, the TV show. Remember that one? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are very unattractive, Ivan. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are a very unattractive man. <laughs> yes, but the, the, the hippie, hippie, shake, shake. So, right, yeah. Because I'm kind of watching it, and Russell Crowe pops up, and I'm just, I'm like listening to his accent, and I'm waiting yeah. for him to just be like, ah, oh, Vival Chess, Moose, and Squirrel. <laughs> but, um, dude, <laughs> Natasha, I... Natasha, Chess, the Moose, and Squirrel. <laughs> I'm excited that this movie's got an R rating, and well, in the I'm... trailer, we get a bit of gore in it, which is great. Well, I'm kind of in because I think Aaron Taylor Johnson is fucking great in pretty He's a much great actor. Thing, man, like, I loved him in Kick Up. I still haven't seen Bullet Train yet. Oh, but he's there's wonderful so many in good Bullet things. Train. Yeah, no, he's um, great. And I mean, I don't know if you saw Oliver Stone's Savages with him and Taylor. No, King. no, dude, he was fucking great in that. Like, yeah. he's he's just one of those dudes that like he's a star on the rise. Man, I really think like at some point he is going to be up there with like your Brad Pitts. Like he's, yeah. he's going to hit that level of like, Oh, it's an Aaron Taylor Johnson film. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm in. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I just think he's fucking wonderful. Um, and I think he's doing a, um, I think he's doing a pretty good job as Craig. Like, I mean, I don't, I think so. I wish he had the accent, but um, well, the little details. Know. Well, and, it's one of those things where it's like, I've gotten past the point of actually, despite everything I just said, I'm going to contradict mm. myself. I've gotten past the point of being pissed off at comic movies, changing fundamental things. I wish they would get the tone a bit more right and, you know, follow what makes the source material good. But it's like, you know, when it's like, oh, well, we're going to give Craven superpowers and he doesn't have a Russian accent. It's like, oh, whatever. Like... Yeah, Wolverine's supposed to be like fucking five feet tall as well. You fucked that up. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so now from that trailer, I, my my initial query is: so there's super powered lions out there in the jungle? Yeah, or he was bitten by a radioactive lion? Yeah. So I I don't know, dude. There, there's a little bit of weirdness about it, but I'm oh, curious and I'm in because well, the action's love... intense. It looks great. He looks great in it. Um. I love. I kind of like that Sony are building this like little mini universe of like obscure Spider-Man characters, and I do yeah. hope that it results in them. I really do hope it results in them bringing Andrew Garfield in as Spider-Man because it's like you've got Venom, you know, you've got Morbius, which I liked. Uh, Mor- yeah. We've talked about Morbius, and yeah. yeah, we both love it. I I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think the Venom films have been perfect, but I enjoyed them. Uh, I just wish he was a bit more like, I wish he had the white fucking spider on his chest. Like, yeah. Little things. Little you know, things. Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's the, it's the Dolph missing the Punisher skull. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a bit. Oh. Um, and Craven looks like it's going to be fun. I mean, look, they've changed a bunch of shit. Like the Rhino clearly isn't a dude in a Rhino suit. Like it's, he's apparently turns into a rhino, I guess, from the end of that trailer. 
Um, I like but that I'm his excited brother. that we have the rhino. Well, I like that his brother's in there too because mm. it's like his brother's, as you know, if you've read the comics, turns into mm. the chameleon, yeah. um, which is kind of cool. Um, and apparently the foreigner is going to be the bad guy who's like a really obscure Spider-Man villain. He which is. I love. He was responsible for the death of the original Hobgoblin back in the day. Uh, yes, he was. Um, mm. And so I'm, I'm also kind of wondering, like, because I know the foreigner and the Puma were really sort of connected around that era of Spider-Man. I'm wondering if we're going to see. I would see love him. to see the Puma. Oh, dude, right? I think that the would Puma's be The Puma's great. He's a great character. Absolutely. And, um, I'm all kinds of in for that. So I'm kind of like, you know, a little bit looking forward to Craven. Like, I know people are going to like, oh, it looks like shit. Like, oh, fuck off. Well, Whatever. The, like, the, the, the comic movies are, you know, there's all the, yeah, everything that's being said about superheroes, you know, they're fucking with this, fucking with that. But with the bad guys, it's like we're getting a kind of a fresh take. We're getting kind of anti-hero status characters. You know, we've seen this with Venom. Now we're seeing it with Craven potentially. I'm in. Let's well, do this. I kind of like that they're just, they look like smaller scale movies because I feel like the problem with the big Marvel and DC stuff, which we've just talked about, is <clears throat> they're just jamming it full of everything to set up like 30 other movies. Whereas I feel like stuff like Venom, Morbius, you know, and even Craven, they're just like, they're focused more on the character that is the star of the movie. Yeah. Which I kind of takes me back to like, you know, the days where we'd only get like, you know, we'd get two or three movies, we'd get Spawn, you know, we'd get Batman movie, we might get this, we might get that. And yeah, you know, I just, I kind of dig that. I kind of want to see, um, I, I just feel like, Rob Liefeld and and Todd McFarlane are just sitting back there cracking their knuckles going, all right, it's almost time. Let's get in there. Oh, you know, I'll see what? the boys throw their hat in the ring, dude. Well, I mean, we all know Todd's working on um, a Spawn movie. Um, I don't know what. I mean, I uh, Rob Liefeld's working on, like, fucking 30 different fucking movies, apparently. Like, yeah. Like, profits in development and... You know, there's there's always talk about young blood and stuff like that. I would love to see the darkness. The darkness needs to be made into a TV series at least. Oh, dude, I want to see the darkness as like a HB. I want to see like the Sopranos as a horror with the darkness. Fucking a. Like, Fucking a. give me that shit. Exactly. Like, I love that character. I have always loved that character. I still have my fucking Mac collectibles action figure of the darkness from like 3000 years ago when it first came out. <laughs> um, it's, it's a little dusty, but he's still good. Um, yeah, dude, I fucking want that. I mean, I would love to, I mean, I would love to see, I would really think that the Savage Dragon as a TV series would be. I was about to say boss. Savage Dragon would be great too. I mean, you know, I still haven't seen Invincible, the the animated series, but it was pretty good, man. Like, it yeah. was honestly pretty good. Yeah. So, but it it, it gives hope for you know an image universe where we can have animated series of cool characters, but a live action series of of uh, the darkness would be more than appropriate. You could do it so good with less fucking effects bullshit. 
Mm. And um, you could really go to town with it and give fans something fun to look forward to. Well, I really think The Darkness would be one of those shows, man, that would, like, be the perfect blend of CG and practical effects. Like, get Mm. get the boys from KMB on there, do a bit of a mix of, like, CG and prac stuff and just fucking go to town. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Well, um, did you did you have any comics that you want to quickly yak about? No, I've I've I got my order through today, so I've just been going through stuff and nice. uh, prioritizing my reading list. Nice. Yeah, new issue of Nightwing and a whole bunch of other goodies. So. Yeah. Fully read it. Yeah, I haven't fully read it yet, but I've got uh, Superman issue five. I have just got that as well today. Um, actually, one thing I am reading is the Superman Lost miniseries, which has been really good so Ooh. far. I think it's only like four issues in, but uh, yeah. Nice, man. Nice. I, I advise checking that out as a trade once it uh, finishes up. Well, Superman 5 looks uh, fun because <laughs> the Silver Banshee's in it, and it looks like a love story with her and Jimmy Olsen. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Yeah, well, I've got it. I've got the uh, new issue of uh, Green Lantern number two. I've got to read. Yeah, so. it was pretty cool, man. I, I liked it. Um, it looks it looks pretty rad. I'm, ke- I'm keen to know what you think about it because um, I have questions after that one. But I uh, what is a really good, solid fucking comic from DC is World's Finest. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dude, it is just solid as shit. Like, every issue is just a good... Because it's it's sort of out of continuity. It's like it's set in the past, so you're getting a lot of stuff like, you know, it's like the... uh, so like around the satellite era of the Justice League. So you got like, you know, Firestorm and Red Tornado making cameos and stuff like that. Like, you know, the OG Teen Titans and stuff like... It's just, and it's like just really good, fun, solid, classic DC universe heroes kind of story. Like from, you know, it, it's like, it's something that like, it's an 80s kind of story through a modern lens. Uh, great yeah, art. Like, yeah, it's it's really fucking good, man. Yeah, cool. Fuck yeah. Um, I read uh, the collected tradeback of um, issues one to six, I think it is of Captain America's Sentinel of Liberty. Great story. Dude, I thought it was actually really cool. I was a bit sceptical because it was like, oh, here we go again, another conspiracy thing. But they've actually done a pretty good job with it and um, opened it up to a bigger storyline. So um, I like it. The art's great. Um, It's interesting to see the development between Cap and Winter Soldier. So that one leads down a bit of a dark path towards the end of that series so yeah it's um it's all kinds of interesting dude yeah i'm i'm currently checking out uh extreme venomverse uh which is loads of fun honestly mm. like, it's, just, it's it's like it's a spider-verse style story but with venom um cool and it's just it's loads of fun like there's some really good kind of like you know classic sort of solid storytelling in there there's some really fun ones there's some really twisted fucked up ones i think you get about like three stories every issue and it's yeah. a big crossover obviously but uh it's just been really fun so far yeah. like i'm kind of digging it like if you're a venom fan you'll probably love it 
I think they've done the same thing recently too. This week, um, Wonder Woman 800 dropped as well. Um, oh, which cool. is kind of like the final issue before <laughs> Wonder Woman issue one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, look. I, it's I, a fun I, issue for a month. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. But um, I think they've done the same thing with what they did with the Flash 800, just giving us yeah. a collection of um, just cool stories. And um, yeah, I didn't get too invested in it. And obviously, didn't get a copy. But um, yeah, I had a flick through it and looked pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah, one for the Yeah. But anywho, it's time we go back to 1981. So we've been threatening to, uh, well, we've been all kinds of excited about talking about this absolute gem of a film that has that familiar John Williams soundtrack. Yes. We're cracking the whip and giving you a dive into Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, Nazis. I hate these guys. And you know what else I hate? Snakes. <laughs> I fucking love this movie, man. It's I, a good fun ride. I have been in love with this movie since I was a kid. Like, I mean, I'm talking like a little kid. Like, I think I saw this in 1982. Right. Um, like I did, I didn't see it when it came out, obviously. But like, I was like, "It's fucking Han Solo. I'm there." <laughs> well, this is the thing. He's fresh off the boat from Star Wars, man. He's fucking yeah, Han Solo, fucking cracking a whip. But here, here's a question for you, because I I threw this I threw this one at B uh, mm. a little earlier tonight because I was like, "Oh, what are you what are you doing? I podcast tonight. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, we're we're doing right." It was starting their indie fucking thing. And I was like, so question, who's cooler, indie or Han? Ooh. That's a tough take. I, I'm i more on the fence of Han Solo. I, I kind of dig Han Solo, to be honest. Um, I like indie. I, I really do. I, I love him. Um, but I don't know. There's something about the cowboy spirit of Han Solo that I just – I kind of love it, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a tough call. It um, is tough. I mean, I, I, mean, you know, I can change fair, that both, opinion in a split second. Easy. Both Han and Indy have disappointing children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very yeah. disappointing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough for me because I think honestly it depends on what I'm watching. Because like at the moment with Raiders of the Lost Ark spinning in the background, I'm I'm Indiana Jones all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun. Oh, dude, these movies are just so fucking good. And Raiders is just like, I mean, god damn. Like, you know, I've always maintained, like, Jaws is my all-time favorite Spielberg film. But Raiders is oh, pretty fucking close second. Well, like, you know, this is the thing, man. This is the Spielberg magic. I mean, he's just like John Carpenter, man. He was pumping out. The hits around this time period, and um, well, dude, he could do no wrong. Yeah, exactly. And with John Williams providing the soundtrack, um, Harrison Ford in the saddle as, as Indiana Jones, dude, this this film had fucking gold mine written all over it. Nearly, nearly wasn't Harrison Ford famously. Ooh, who was did it? You, Jake? Did you know this one? <laughs> no. So. 
famously, and there is footage of this out there on the interwebs of this person doing a screen test for indie, and the only per- reason this person did not do indie is because they could not get out of the contract <laughs> for the very, very popular TV series they were on at the time. Interesting. And that person is... Dun, 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 Michael J. Fox? <laughs> oh, <Gabby. laughs> Morrissey. <laughs> that person was Tom Selleck. Wow. Uh, the I only think reason... I vaguely remember this. Yeah, man. The only reason he is an indie is because he could not get out of doing Magnum PI. Wow. That's crazy, dude. And there's this footage out there. Like, it's it's actually, I'm pretty sure it's on the Blu-ray um, and the DVD of uh, him doing his screen test with um, uh, Marion. Um, and yeah, he's in the jacket, he's in the hat, the whole bit. Uh, he's still got the mo, so like <laughs> that's insane, dude. But uh, I mean, you, you know, you could well, you can see it, uh, but I could actually see, like, you know, you watch the movie, it's like, yeah, I could see Tom Selleck doing a take on this that'd be pretty good, like, yeah, but uh, yeah, dude, holy fuck, yeah, man, like, there is oh, a bunch of um, there is a bunch of casting footage on YouTube. And there is a Tom Selleck piece. Yep. Just clearing that up. Continue. Yep. No. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that. Mm. Well, okay. <laughs> no, I so, love this movie. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. For those of you who I cannot believe if you haven't seen this, Soul how? how dare you? But um How? How have you not seen this movie? Right. Um let's let's give you a quick synopsis. Uh Archaeology professor Indiana Jones ventures to seize a biblical artifact called the Ark of the Covenant. While doing so, he puts up a fight against Rene and a troop of Nazis. Released on 14th, 14th of August 1981. Renamed the dog Indiana. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Getting ahead of yourself, boy. That's three weeks from now. <laughs> You were named for the dog. <laughs> but the, the thing about this movie is it the pace is set from the get-go. And we th- this is a common denominator we talk about these movies that we love. Uh, a lot of these films have just such a great opening. It's not like a, a very, very slow burn. Like this thing just kicks off at the right pace, gives you the right amount of adventure from the get-go. Like out there in the fucking... Uh, I think it's in the Amazon jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere like that. Where we meet our hero. Um, we see his shadow and then we see the close up of Indy and he's looking all cool and shit. Kids are probably at the time going, holy shit, it's Han Solo. Wow. Uh, well, I said it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, you know, like fucking, it, it's kind of plays straight out of a fucking Atari video game, dude. Like, people. the thing is, like, this movie is such a classic. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the production art and design art that was done uh, famously by uh, Jim Steranko, who is a famous comic artist, drew fuck ton of Nick Fury and a whole bunch of other great stuff. Um, but this movie. Like and that art like perfectly captures that nineteen thirties swashbuckling adventure vibe. Um, like I mean, and 
it, it really is. It's it's a sad. It's this is the perfect Saturday afternoon watch. Like mm. it feels like you know, yeah, just a thirties adventure series. And like you said, the pace of this movie, like, this movie does not let up. And no. The moments where it does let up, it's like really good character moments and it just lets you catch your breath before you, they launch you into the next thing. Yeah, just some good dialogue between the characters. That's that's kind of the the slow part of it, and which is good, you know. Um, Every like, character in this is perfect. Like you got you got yeah. Indy, who's your hero. You've got like Marcus, like, you know, at the, at the university that Indy teaches at, <laughs> like when he's yeah. not dodging spears and Nazis. Um you know, he's like the bumbling, like faithful, like helper kind of, um, you know, colleague sort of thing. <clears throat> then you've got Salah when he gets to Egypt and Cairo and stuff. And like, he's like, you know, it's just, Indy's that classic character that's like, he knows someone everywhere. Like yeah. he's, he's got a buddy in every town and every country in the world that like helps him out or is like, you know, owes him his life or something like that or thinks of him as family and stuff. It's, it's so fucking good. Like the bad guys are all memorable. Like you've got fucking Belloc. You've got fucking Tot with his fucking burnt hand wearing his fucking leather coat over his He's shoulders cool, in the middle of fucking Cairo. Like, yep. like <laughs> when he shows up in Nepal when Indy goes to like Marion's bar. Um, yeah, that was it's great. Like, you're like, okay, I get it, dude. Like it's freezing. Like you've got a leather coat, but then he like pops up in like Egypt with the same duds on and he's like oh, dude, how are you not sweating to death <laughs> <laughs> yeah the nazis do not know weakness yeah nazis yeah. do not sweat <laughs> yeah but um no, i'm making you talk dr jones the uh the the action in this film from the get-go just kicks off beautifully man like that sequence in the amazon jungle is just masterful man like the um the fucking just you know indy just adventurously just pursuing this um this relic going surviving all these traps to get to it oh dude and it's so the, much fun the boulder like the boulder is great talk about one of the most iconic moments in cinema like harrison ford shitting himself and piss bolting away from that boulder yeah is just like holy fuck like what an opening yeah, like yeah. if that does not tell you the kind of movie you're in for from the get go, like, yeah, you you're you're in the wrong fucking you're in the wrong theater. Like, yeah, and 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 you know, and from the from there, you know, uh, his arch rival, um, the other archaeologist that I can't that remember, one. yeah, that guy, fucking, you know, just gets get you know after Indy's gone to all the lengths of fucking get retrieving this artifact. His arch rivals fucking just snatched it out of his hands, which is kind of a precursor of what's to come throughout the film, which is, I, I thought was very cleverly done. I thought, yeah, it, was cool. it, it is. Like, it's like, you know, he's always one step ahead of Indy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fucks him up in the end. <laughs> but I was actually watched, because I was watching this before. Like, I've, I've watched this a couple of times this afternoon and, mm. uh, or tonight rather. Um, and I was, uh, cause we're recording this not on Saturday morning, believe it or not, the show's not live. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was marveling at how great, 
and this is, you know, <laughs> get ready, kids. It's time for another round of Bash Fast and the Furious. <laughs> but I was actually marveling at how, like, I mean, look, man, this is 1981. Like, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's it's uh, a little while ago. Uh, I was actually marveling at how good the action scenes in this are compared to modern action scenes. Like, how memorable they are. Like, uh, that bar fight in Nepal, in Marion's oh, bar. So good. Like, where the Nazis, like, be- uh, Tot fucking busts him with all these fucking goons. And there's that big fucking bust up in the bar. And, you know, it's, it's that great moment where Indy's, like, getting choked out. He's like, whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> he ends with the bottle and he clobbers that dude with it. Uh, and even the... um, Even the, the drink chase. out with Marion. Yeah, fun. dude. Like... The, the chase scene later on where Indy's like trying to recover the arc and he's like, you know, um, before they get to the, the submarine and all that. And like, you know, he's fucking on the roof of the fucking truck and then he's like punching out the dude and he's getting like shot and like fucking hanging off the bumper and that. Like those scenes are still so exciting and yeah, cool. Like they really, really are. Um, and, you know, you compare that to fucking, I don't know, some pair of chuckle fucks flying a fucking car to the moon or whatever the fuck they're doing in Fast and the Furious. And it just doesn't even compare. Like, it's just like, oh, how did, you know, guys, I feel like you've just like, you're too reliant on effects and not reliant enough on great choreography, great stuntmen, and really cool, well-written, thought-out sequences. That's exactly right. I mean, that 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 fight out in the in Nepal is great that leads us, you know, back to, you know, back to Indy's home. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Just the, the, the action sequences are plenty in this film, and they're all done with practical effects. There's so many dimension, and there's so much fun. And you just remember every single one of them. Dude, and I also think one of the big things with this movie, um, and it's something that uh, we also talked about in Die Hard. Yes. Yeah. episode because it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug. The thing Subscribe is, there's always a sense of danger. Like, you always think, and, like, not only do you always think it, but you always, you always think, like, fuck, how's Indy going to get out of this? Yeah. Like. You know, but he also gets hurt. Like, Indy's very human. Like, he gets, I mean, there's that, that great sequence where he's fighting the Iron Sheik. <laughs> I always oh, thought that was cool. That, I always thought that big fucking German with the Mo, yeah, the mechanic at the airfield. I always thought that was the Iron Sheik as a kid. <laughs> Same. He, he's such a memorable, like, even though his moment is pretty brief, he's such a memorable guy. Even he's, though, only, he's in the movie for less than 10 minutes and he's yeah. just got such a cool look and it's just like, oh, fuck. But like even the, I was over indie. Even the fucking Arabian swordsman that, that oh. gets shot. Like, even, like, he was awesome and they made an action figure of him. <laughs> did. I actually had him. Him and Indy were the only two figures I had as a kid. Um, yeah. But, he was uh, such a cool-looking figure and he was, like, one of the shortest... <laughs> fucking um, scenes in the film. He's in the movie for like two seconds and it's yeah. the most memorable scene ever. It you, is so you know, memorable. You know the origin behind that scene? No. Okay, so um, I 
fucking literally uh it's it's a great story it's on the original uh i'm pretty sure it's on the blu-ray as well but it's on the original box set of indie that was released on dvd uh which i raced to wow sight and sound the day it came out and got um wow i I was waiting for these to hit dvd back then and i literally was like fucking counting the minutes till the work day ended and my pay went in and I fucking was just like, okay, I'm fucking going to wow and I'm buying these. I'm watching them all tonight. I don't care how late I stay up. <laughs> but, so uh, when they were filming, um, apparently everyone on set had a fucking runny ass, basically. Yeah. Um, and you know John Reese Davies uh, does an interview on on the special features of the DVD and tells this great story about how like everyone had the shits, like everyone had like fucking mild dysentery. Um, they weren't eating the dates, were they? <laughs> I don't know whether they were eating the dates or drinking the water, but something. Was <laughs> and you know John Reese Davies in like perfect John Reese Davies voice, like does you know I once bent over to pull up my pants and I doused my drawers. <laughs> it's a great story. But apparently, so Harrison Ford had such a bad case of diarrhea the day they were filming that. Like, apparently, that fight with the Arabian swordsman was meant to, like, be a big action set piece. Like, he was supposed, they were supposed to get into it and, like, have a big fucking brawl and everything. And apparently, Harrison Ford was so sick with diarrhea like he could not get off the shitter to film it. And, wow. you know, of course they're running behind on production, blah, 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 blah. And they've got to get this done. And like, apparently him and Spielberg basically just went like, Hey, why don't I just shoot the fucker? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it happens. Like it, that is such a great memorable scene because it is like Indy just like, it's like, Oh, for fuck's sake. It just drills the dude and he's done. Like, well, that's <laughs> it, man. I mean, it could have been an iconic fight scene, but just that, that, Oh, for fuck's sakes, look in Indy's face. Priceless. Well, And you can see it. Like when you know that and you watch it, you can see it on Harrison Ford. It's like, Oh dude, you're not doing well. are you? No. You are, you're like, I oh, just let me go to the shitter, please. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's how that scene came about. And a great scene. I think it's just like one of the, my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Like it's, it is so iconic and just like, it's such a cool moment for Indy. It's like, this guy is just such a badass. Like he gives none of the fucks and he is so over your bullshit. Like, take your fancy sword work and fuck off. And yeah. then that scene has been copied so many times. Like, I mean, so many movies have just, oh, like, that... taken their leave Eeps. from that moment. Eeps. Eeps, man. Like, I mean, fuck, Three Musketeers is the first one that comes to mind with Porthos and that dude on the yeah. pirate ship. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of cool shit. But, um, you know, the great thing about indie and, and this film in particular, it's just that it's just... It's a magical voyage for anyone watching this. Like a movie that takes you from one end of the world to the other, to the deserts of Egypt. Um, there's Nazis in it. Um, and who doesn't love fucking bad guys that, you know, Nazis is bad guys, right? And the battles that, that, that ensue from this are great. With yeah, intertwined with a great romance between Indy and Marion. Uh, it just, it's just a beautiful paced movie that just 
keeps you in, engaged from start to finish. And that that the, the quest to find the arc is particularly really cool. Like just the build up combined with John Williams' beautiful score, that just really just builds the fucking right up to the climax of this film. Well, I really love too that there's a little bit of a horror element to this movie. Yes. Like yes. I love that slight supernatural element to it. Like it mm. I for me as a kid, it's one of those things that really captured my imagination was that like Indy's world is kind of like a world where almost anything can happen. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, uh aliens happen in it. Um later which we will sadly have to do yes um, we will. we'll have to talk about that uh, and funnily enough aliens weren't the worst thing in that movie but uh it just as a kid man like you know like that whole thing with the arc it's like what the fuck is in there like and they, ne- I mean, they never really give you a definitive answer. Like, you know, like Indy says, like, you know, uh, fire, brimstone, wrath of God, and that kind of shit. <laughs> like, but it's just so, I don't know, like, as watching this as a kid, I think is like the best time to see it because it's so mesmerizing. Like, and, you know, it's like, you know, you've got Nazis, you've got like this globe trotting adventure, you've got like this supernatural artifact that like you don't know what it can do but like you get to the end of the movie and it's melting dudes faces off like yeah and and the the treasure i mean the ark itself looks magnificent like that yeah i mean the treasures in the indie films like we'll get into the other ones later but the the first piece that that indie finds um in the in the amazon jungle then followed by the ark itself they're just magnificent looking treasures you know so um, oh, dude! Even the staff of like the, oh, the staff the is in, too. in the map room. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean that map room scene. Oh, was, dude, like, that was amazing. a great scene, right? Like, that was just so fucking amazing. Like, I love it because you've got you've got um, fucking Indy's nemesis, fucking you know, digging holes all over the desert, everywhere but where they will find the ark, you know, and in the map room, and um, Indy just goes down there. With, you know, with his mate, and they fucking uh, use the staff, and boo, there's a location. You know, and they find their spot, nice and easy. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, it's it's so good. I mean, the thing with this movie too is that, like, you know, it's just it really is kind of like what's the best way to put it? Without sounding too wanky, it's kind of a movie that like sets your spirits sailing because, like, yeah. It just has such a sense of fun and adventure, like, <clears throat> you know, there's there's danger, there's romance, there's, like, action, there's humor. I mean, I love <clears throat> one of the funniest scenes, which I absolutely adore, is when Indy's, like, gotten onto the fucking Nazi sub. He's in the Nazi base. He's trying to, like, get that dude's uniform. Doesn't fit <laughs> yeah. Decks the dude, and the Nazi fucking officer comes along and starts giving him a dressing down about his uniform, and he yeah, just fucking pops him on. Like that was great. Right. I, I I gotta admit that was a lot of fun. That scene, yeah. It's just it's just loads of fun, man. Like, and I mean, you know, of course, hey, it, that's the good thing about Nazis is that you can do anything you want to them and not feel bad. And I love that Harrison Ford recently came out and said, like, someone asked him about like 
all the current political shit with like, you know, Nazi parties becoming popular and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, oh, what would Indiana Jones think about it? And Harrison Ford, God bless him. I love that man. Said Indiana Jones would push people out of the way to be the first one to punch the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> I thought was I. great. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was a lot of fun, dude. And uh, yeah, the, the fucking I, I even loved uh, when Marion and uh, Indy just fucking uh, you know travel on the ship with the Ark. Oh, dude, um, yeah, that was fun, dude. And that scene was great. Like you know, it was yeah. fun, dude. And and I love the captain my... of the ship. He was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. a cool character. Right, yeah. Uh, that's and then the, every character in this is so memorable and great. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that, that scene on the ship with Indian Marion, Indian Marion has my like favorite fucking line of dialogue in the fucking entire series, which is Indy going, it's not the years, it's the mileage. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it was a really a lot of fun, dude. Um, and that, that tail end of the movie where we get to the showdown where the the Nazis fucking, you know, go to open the ark and uh, Indy's fucking rivals there fucking dressed in ridiculous fucking regalia. <laughs> I fucking loved his outfit. <laughs> it, was fu- it was fucking laughable, but it was cool. It, it served its purpose well. But, um, yeah, that whole 10 minutes where we get that really nice touch of horror is fucking good, man. Like, um, yeah, just that the, the the sequence with all the spirits flying it out of the yeah, ark. It's really fucking. I mean, that is like, it always cracks me up because, and we'll talk about this next week. Is like people always say, like, you know, oh, Temple of Doom is like the darkest Indiana Jones movie. I'm like, man, have you seen mm, End so. of Raiders? Like, yeah, that last like, ten minutes of Raiders is pretty like, fucking dark. Like. It's like, yeah, okay, fucking molar arms pulling people's fucking hearts out in Temple of Doom. But, you know, the end of Raiders literally has people's faces melting off. It was kind of a precursor to Poltergeist yeah. in many ways. Funny enough. Um, yeah, dude, that that was great. And I, I, I don't know. I just thought it, it was kind of like the just desserts that you want to see the Nazis get at the end. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, and, um, and just how Indy just... Indy just knows what to say and do. He's like, close your eyes, close your eyes, don't look at it, you know? Yeah. Because the Ark is basically a, a, like a, a radio to God, you know? And uh, I, I can't, I'm trying to remember Indy's line that he says to, to Balak, you know, when he says, well, let's go have a conversation together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's a great scene where he thinks Marion's dead and he's getting fucking shit faced. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. Belloc's fucking giving him the whole spiel of like, oh, you wouldn't want to talk to God. And he's like, you want to talk to God? I'll take you there right now. Let's exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and uh, you got to give props to the little monkey in the film as well, man. That little monkey was great. It was kind of, it was like the character you wanted to love, but you also wanted to hate at the same time because it just, it was so mischief, uh, mischievous, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at the end, that monkey was working for the Nazis, so it got what it deserved. It sure did, man. That's why, and yeah, we learn kids don't eat the dates. The dates are bad. (laughs) Bad dates. 
bad dates. But man, overall, this movie is an absolute swashbuckling spectacular. It's 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 vintage Spielberg. It's just man. It, it I don't know. It, I is really, it a perfect film? Oh man, I absolutely, I absolutely think it is. And I mean, honestly, like, look, legacy wise, like, I mean, Indiana Jones is one of the most iconic fucking characters in cinema. Like he's, he's in every top 100 list. Mm. Um, and I really feel like, I mean, this movie, I mean, you know, people sort of, you know, I, I feel like it's easy for people to sort of undervalue Spielberg's contribution to cinema because, you know, you get a lot of pretentious, yeah. I, I personally know a lot of pretentious film dickheads who are like, Oh, Spielberg. Oh, he only does family films. It's like, man, he invented the summer blockbuster with Jaws. Yeah. He gave us one of and the most really feel, experiences ever. Come on. I really feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark basically set the template for every action adventure movie that has come since. Like, well, yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, you look at like every, like your Pirates of the Caribbean, your Tomb Raiders, all of Romancing that stuff. the Stone, <laughs> Stone Jordan. Oh, I, mean, I love Romancing the Stone, but like uh, Alex you know, Quatermain and the Lost City. Yeah, of gold, everyone yeah. has like sort of wanted to jump on the Indiana Jones train, and it's yeah. like it really set the standard for like, okay, this is this is your fucking how to guide on how to make a great action adventure movie. Mm. <clears throat> I agree. It's it's really it's. It's perfect in screenplay, character, score, action, special effects. I mean, you know, it's just any any of these vintage films where you you watch shit get blown up. That's the kind of Hollywood stuff that we want to see, dude. It's fun. Yeah. It's just like, and and Indy like is a character. Is just so cool because he's got that that courageous, confident spirit. Um, but he's not shy to, to share his weaknesses either. Like he's well, stain of snakes got, and he's got yeah. swagger, but like, you know, Indy still gets his ass kicked a bit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that's the, that's the great thing about it. It's, he's a believable character. So he's yeah, not he's, over the top. He's not invincible. It's no. not like, you know, it's like. I mean, you know, that great moment where he shapes up against fucking the Iron Sheik. I mean, yeah, that was like, great. Like, the dude pops him in the fucking face and just sits him flat on his ass. Yeah, like, dude, totally. Like, he should have been out for the count, but Indy, you know, is a bit more resilient than that. Well, it's, it's like, you know, I think Indy's too stupid to give up. Really. <laughs> well, that too, man. <laughs> He's clearly seen Rocky. But, uh, <laughs> and I mean, yeah. like, the look of Indiana Jones is oh, like, so fucking cruel. Like, I mean, it looks it's, so cool. It's like, it's, it, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, which we also talk about on Rad with like iconic horror villains. Like, there's a certain look to it that's like instantly recognizable, like, even yeah. by like, his silhouette, like yeah. you know, it's just so you see that hat. It's, yeah, it's, it's on. a cool look. It's the hat, mm. the leather jacket, you know, the the fucking fade the cracking of the t-shirt. What oh, I mean, like that's the other thing too, man. Like weapons wise, it's like he's got a fucking whip. How cool yeah. is that? Like and it's kind of the, it's it's kind of a like they 
they make it more prominent in in later films but in this film you see a bit of the whip and it it's fucking cool man it's just like it's a star in its own right yeah like i I don't know how the fuck he does half the shit he does with the whip but it's fucking cool well that's hollywood magic yeah it's like and it's like it's a cool iconic thing it's like you don't see a lot of other characters with like you know running around with a fucking bullwhip yeah exactly like you know i don't know and and it's like what we talked about with superman um what we have here is a character that just gives us a i don't know a sense of escapism and just a i don't know just like that almost peter pan like um hope you know like that's the thing man like you 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 know what you're getting with an indiana jones movie like you you know you're gonna you're gonna go on a fucking ride, like yeah. Indy's we don't need any a, bullshit. Indy's gonna get into a bunch of fucking shenanigans. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the good guys are gonna win. The bad guys are gonna get what they deserve. And yeah, Indy's gonna ride off into the sunset. And it's fucking cool. Like, like, why not have a universe where we have at least one film franchise that get, delivers that consistently? Yeah. With every film, like. I think that's the joy of these films. And that's why fans like us go back for seconds and thirds and fourths, you know, and 50ths. <laughs> exactly. Dude, because it's fun. Like this is the kind of movie you can watch 20 years from now, which we have clearly. And it's still, it still holds uh, its place as relevant as it did back then. And oh man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's way more memorable. Yeah, it's it's just perfect. Yeah, like it's I mean, absolutely perfect, and um, yeah, that it hasn't aged. That's no. the thing. It is, it is a timeless masterpiece. Yeah, and th- that's the thing, man. It's the kind of movie that it's adventure, it's fun. Um, who cares what you know the naysayers say? Oh, it's family friendly, whatever. It's like, oh, go fuck yourself. Go go listen to some Morrissey. But this is like a, just a fun franchise, and this movie kicks off a legacy of just great films, man. Like, yeah, like the villains are great, the heroes are great, the supporting characters are great. I mean, fuck, what more do you want? Well, that's the whole thing, man. Like, it's just, I mean. You know, you, you can't, like I said, you can't uh, discount the contribution that this movie has made no, to no. cinema or pop culture. Like like you said, that Boulder sequence is, is like the stuff of legends, man. Um, well, it really is. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. Even that five-second that five show-off with the fucking the Arabian swordsman, that is an iconic moment in cinema history. Oh, dude, absolutely. That, that's <laughs> like... It's a, it's an accidental fucking moment of magic, of yeah. movie magic. But th- these are the moments that we that we remember, you know, and hold near and dear to our hearts for the longest time, and continue well, to. It's it's just a cool moment. It's like yeah, you know, who who wouldn't have walked out of the cinema going, oh, I remember when he just like shot that exactly, you know. And like you said, Jake, it, the the ripple effect of this is it's it's seen in so many movies and TV shows. And even video games, kids, you know, like Uncharted, all those fucking oh, dude, Unch- game Uncharted is like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I've not played it, but like, I know enough about it to go like, dude, this is like Indiana Jones, the game. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and dude, um, 
like you can even go back further than that. You can go back to fucking Atari days, Pitfall. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, Pitfall absolutely. was essentially fucking Indiana Jones. From it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, Tomb Raider was like Indiana Jones in yeah. you know a uh, tight blue top, <laughs> short shorts. Um, which we don't mind at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I mean. Yeah, th- this movie's great. Uh, I fucking I love, I love um, Marion as a character as well. I love that she's you know not just some schmucky damsel oh, yeah, in distress. She, she's actually cool. She's got balls. Yeah, she she gives India as good as she gets, man. Like that punch to the face. Oh, dude, oh, yeah, <laughs> that was great. But this is the thing, man. Like, um, I I haven't seen the TV series, but. Even in that movie alone, there is enough back catalogue content potential there to give a, a nice prequel if you know if you want to do something in the future. Well, to be perfectly honest, the the young Indiana Jones TV series was pretty good. I haven't seen all of it, um, but from what I did see, it was pretty good. And mm-hmm. I mean, man, I fucking I. I'm waiting for the day that Marvel gets these back in print now that Disney owns Indy and all that sort of shit, which is, you know, kind of the, yeah. the upside to Disney owning everything. But the comic books, man. The, uh, the comics were great. The, the, and, I mean, I haven't read a lot of the Dark Horse ones that they did. But no, I read the Marvel. They were great. I read the Marvel ones as a kid, uh, The mm. Further Adventures of Indiana Jones. And yeah. Dude, they were great. Weren't they just? <clears throat> like, like the I art, the colours. Yeah. So much fun, dude. So much fun. I yeah. loved those. And, yeah. I mean, you know, they didn't shy away from, like, the sort of, um, I don't want to call it darker elements, but, like, you know, some of the supernatural shit of, like, yeah. indie stories. Like, yeah. I mean, I remember this one great Marvel issue where, like, Indy was off in the fucking jungle with someone and they stumbled upon this city where, like, they were doing human sacrifices, but they were, like, dipping people in gold and, like, letting the gold, like, set on them and shit like wow. that. Like, it was, like, pretty fucking dark. And, like, I think I would have been about, like, you know, six or seven <laughs> when I read that. I was like, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. But, uh yeah, no, those those Marvel comics were fantastic. Yeah, it was it was good times. I mean, yeah, like we'll 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 mention more about the, um, you know, the, the comics and all that um, in coming episodes. But dude, like, yeah, the the Raiders of the Lost Ark, fucking, um, fuck, I, I wish, I wish I was old enough to to really uh, appreciate it when it first came out at the cinemas, especially mm. in a, if a kid in America. That would have been oh, so God, exciting, dude. Right, but um, I don't, like, I don't know much about the merchandising from it either. I remember there was, um, I remember the figures. Like, I really but that was, remember that came more around Temple of Doom time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was sort of between Raiders. I think it, I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Uh, mm. Please correct me if I am anyone. But I do remember those figures, I think, like, really sort of hit their stride. Because they didn't do too many of them. But I think it was when Raiders hit video that those figures, like, it was like, holy shit, this thing's fucking huge. And, I mean, I think it was also, like, the ripple effect of Star Wars. It's like, oh, Star Wars has, like, figures and they're really popular. So let's start doing action figures of stuff. 
But um, I mean, we got to mention before before we yeah, wrap yeah. up that poster. Oh, dude, yes, yes. Like one of the best movie posters. Like, yeah, totally, man. It's just it just screams adventure. It all does. Over. It's just like it's such a cool design. Like, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, the slogan just says it all: the return of the great adventure. Yeah, which is fucking. It just like again, this is the great thing about a great poster and match matching a great film. You you see on the poster exactly what you're going to get in this film. Yeah, and um, you you the just the artwork with all the characters, the bad guys, the good guys. Uh, indie there cracking the whip. It just looks fantastic. Dude. Yeah. Uh, even old mate Arabian Swordsman, all of five seconds fame. Yeah. He's up there yeah, in he, the, he there makes, as well. He makes the poster. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's a, the impact of this is great. And um, yeah, I just that that slogan, the return of the great adventure. That's that's exactly what it sells you, man. It, yeah. And it delivers on every level. And uh, yeah. The, um, I fucking love it. It's beautiful. Oh, absolutely, man. Like, yeah, absolutely. And the action figures, dude, uh, yeah, they, they did quite a few back then. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at a couple now, dude. Like, yeah, Bellic in his ridiculous gear. And uh, Kenner, I believe, did a run of these figures. Yeah. Uh, and play sets as well. So, yeah, I know they did the Well of Souls playset because I had a friend who had it and I always yeah. wanted it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking at it now, and, and uh, Indy even has a has a a larger Kenner figure, um, <clears throat> which looks pretty cool. Um, he's small scale figure, kind of looks a little like a Star Wars figure. Yeah, <laughs> basically Han Solo with a hat. That's, that's the one I had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But still, man, as a kid, you'd be pretty stoked to have that. Oh, shit. dude, absolutely. Yeah, even um, so, uh, even the the Nazi the, the Nazi dude with the yeah, fucking... the, the Iron Sheik got a figure as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some good shit in there, dude. And uh, yeah, look, I, I the, the 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 movie impact the impact from this film from the get go is fucking huge, and we'll discuss the impact further in the next episode. <laughs> Um, because that's where shit gets real interesting. But yeah. <laughs> for a start, man, like Raiders of the Lost Ark is just, man, I think like you, you mentioned, Jake, the Blu-ray has heaps of cool features. Um, yeah, and and it's just a great film to start off with to, to um, go back to every well, it's year. A, it's a great introduction to a, a like a, an iconic character. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I mean, look, I honestly wish Harrison Ford had, you know, done one of these every couple of years, like they did with James Bond. You know, yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> I, right? I think it would have been great. I think it was a bit hard for him, but you know, t- you dancing between fucking Star Wars commitments and and that as well. So yeah, but um, fuck, man, like. Even if they, yeah, I don't want to sort of say it now, but, you know, just while I remember, like, even if they just finished on number three, I would have been happy with that. And I think oh, we yeah, mentioned totally. it on previous yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, this is, this is a great one. Um, definitely a fucking family night movie fucking film at Jake's house for sure. Um, oh, dude, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, this this is just like, oh, 
this is one of those movies that like you're always in the mood to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's never it's never a chore. That's the no. fun that's the fun part. Like it's just fun. You can kick back, um dare I say fucking just keep the pizzas coming, keep the beer pouring and um have a good time with this, right? Oh dude, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you go as far as to say uh uh, Marion style and have a b- bottle of whatever the fuck they're drinking in the desert. Oh yeah, dude. You just, uh, I, I reckon it's like, you know, you just, um, get the, get the pizza going and, uh, you know, when you get thirsty, just indie, indie that shit and just whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> they make it look so easy and so fun <laughs> to drink, you know, kids don't try that. It doesn't end well. <laughs> no, it does not. No. Any uh, final thoughts on this one, mate? No, man. No, no, no. I think, like, yeah, it's just a, it's a perfect movie, and I just can't believe that there would be people out there that have not seen this. Like, and um, if you're if you're a fan of this podcast and uh, you've you you're one of those people, I hope that we've scratched your curiosity. Yeah, like seriously, guys, what are you what are you doing? Like, go go watch this movie and go uh, go buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get the box don't, set. Yeah, don't stream it. Get the box set. Fucking kick it old school. Watch the special features and uh, enjoy the magic. And um, like, subscribe, and all that. But also, uh, as a request, uh, why don't you drop us a line this week and tell us who's cooler, indie or Han Solo? Yes. I think that's an appropriate request. I'm I'm throwing down the challenge. Yeah, we want to know. That'd be great. That'd be really cool. (laughs) Uh, Who do you think? Look, man, honestly, I, you know, look, I, I got, I got to give it to Andy. Okay. Like, like I said, my opinion can change every five seconds. So one minute I can be household. It depends on what I'm watching. So Yeah. yeah. But uh, today it's indie. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Well, that that wraps up another episode for us. Um, We hope you have a rad weekend. And this has kicked off our indie deep dive in through the deserts, through the jungles, and uh, everywhere in between. And uh, we will be back next week with Temple of Doom. Not time for love, Doctor Jones. It's going to be a good time, man. So uh, we'll see you back here next week uh, for Freaky Friday first and then Rad. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. In the meantime, like, subscribe, avoid Morrissey. Yes, do it. What he said. And uh, have yourselves a rad weekend. See you later. <laughs>